Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back at long last, it's the Windy City White Sox podcast. Courtney, Moe, and the King all coming up. The White Sox and the Cubs at Wrigley Field make that guaranteed rate feel this weekend. They already swept the Cubs at Wrigley Field, Carm. Here comes guaranteed rate, and here come the White Sox. Back after scoring 10 runs versus the Blue Jays. The offense has been inconsistent, but perhaps with Yasmani returning, this might be a little pie in the sky, but you will finally have the entire lineup intact. And it's August the 27th. So basically, you have a month to get everybody gelling like a baseball lineup can gel, if you believe in that, before the playoffs. So hopefully they'll stay healthy and roll along here. It's uh, been an interesting week, very interesting, with how Tony has been handling the bullpen, going to Liam Hendricks in the eighth inning, not bringing in Kimbrell, then sitting Hendricks to rest him and having Kimbrell pitch the ninth. That dynamic continues to play itself out. Tim Anderson getting a ton of rest. And now, seemingly, everybody ready here for the stretch run uh, with a huge cushion. Very quickly, want to throw a shout-out to Lowry Market and four-year deal to go play basketball for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I guess you got to give our terse Karnishevis credit for getting a couple of draft picks and something back for Lowry Markinen, who by all accounts at one point was going to be a great player, but instead he turned into Derek Jones Jr., a protected first future first round draft pick and a second rounder. Uh, good luck to Lowry in Cleveland. I'm sure that wasn't his number one choice of where he was going, but I do believe there is talent there. I want to get that on the record right here on to Wendy. Lowry has some skill set that could play better if he's used properly, and it really never happened in Chicago, and he was forced to endure Jim Boylan. Lowry, you were a good guy. You were a class act. And all of us at DeWindy wish you well in Cleveland. DeWindy City White Sox podcast brought to you by, you know it, you love it, you need it. That would be Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and put in that promo code FANSIDE20, and you get 20% off. You get free shipping. You get yourself the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. You get the performance boxer briefs. You get the travel bag. You get the ball deodorant. You get the crop reviver. You get to feel like a man all over again when you step into that Friday night, step into that Saturday. It actually make it a Sunday afternoon. It doesn't matter what time of day it is when you are participating in the premier package that is the performance package at manscaped.com. Make yourself smell good, look good, feel good. Be professional. Take it to the next level. Manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping. Put that promo code in, fansided20. All right, 
Let's see what the crew has to say. I miss them. Well, maybe I miss Mo. Nah, I didn't miss any of them. No, I completely missed all of them. The Wendy City White Sox podcast starts right now. Showtime. Mark, why do you sound you have a cold or something? Are you ill? I don't have a cold, but I am. Well, like, you sound like it. You sound like recording you Recording in progress. So let's just start the podcast right here. Hey, hey, King, how many times have you complained that you have not gotten the Zoom link earlier than right before the show starts? Many times, and today I got it 16 minutes before, and I missed it because I was watching Madam Secretary. So, uh, so. Um, and and I was so enthralled by this woman's power and grace that I, I, I she completely usurped your attraction and power. So I, 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 I stand, you know, guilty as charged. Thank you, King. King. Did, yes. did, she re- did she remind you of, of me? Was that it? Was that the reason why? Definitely shades of, which Mark has not honored. And so, Mark, right. I, I, I ask you to watch a couple episodes and then chastise me for again, again for no, missing something there, 16 minutes earlier. No, no, you will be impressed with her as much as we're pre- impressed with the White Sox. So... Just for the record, you got the link 16 minutes early. Mo was on time. Courtney was on time. I opened up the Zoom link about a minute early, and there was Courtney waiting patiently to be let in. And you, again, had to be texted and found so you would join the podcast. So when you point the finger at Carm, I think it's important that you point the thumb at yourself and realize that, you know what? I'm just not as dedicated to this podcast as I claim myself to be, at least at times. There's one thing. I rarely point the finger, but if I do point the finger, I always realize that there's three fingers pointing back to me. So that's point one, so I apologize. And two, sometimes that's the privilege of being the king. (laughs) (laughs) Way to bring that back to exactly where it needed to go. All right, let's let's have some fun today, team. Uh, I know that uh, you guys have missed me because I was at camp having a great time. It was an amazing experience at Camp Nebagamon. I hope that the entire podcast can join me next year uh, for a nice six days in the in northern Wisconsin for water skiing, tennis, basketball, softball, eight-foot hoop basketball, multiple options, some Frisbee golf, Frisbee tennis. So many things were going on. But I had you guys on my mind and the White Sox all at the same time. Just know that. Dead I don't sign. know what to say. Dead the, 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 yeah, I really, I think sign. we're all just, I think we're all just. No, 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 no. There's, there's nothing to be said. Just, just, I'll just. Yeah, wa- it, I'll, I think we're dumbfounded in many ways. No, no, and, yeah. And we yeah. won't be meeting you at Camp Pedophile, but if we have an opportunity, <laughs> we, 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 we will meet you at another camp that, or that, a bar or a baseball game. That's, that's just a terrible, terrible, uh, and unfortunate comment again by you as Camp Nebagamon is just a great, 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 great place. But okay, we, we shall move on. Let's, let's talk about what's going on in the field. I know you guys are excited that Yasmani Grandal is back. And for the first time in the 2021 season on August the 27th with the Chicago Cubs making the 7.1 mile trek south to guaranteed rate field, the White Sox finally have their entire projected lineup intact. 
Mo, let's start with you today, buddy. Does this uh, feel like everything has just come full circle? One month to go, get everything going full speed ahead, and hey, we've got a 10-game lead, and none of that matters. All that matters is that everyone's back healthy now, and we're set up perfectly for the playoffs. Like, it couldn't have worked out any better, could it? Wow, that's a lot to digest there. But, yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's I'm glad it's happening. Hopefully, you know, we haven't really been playing consistently well, but I think we went 500 against the, the tough part of the schedule the last two weeks. And uh, looking forward to how the team plays. Hopefully they stay healthy the rest of the way. Courtney, you've been complaining all season long about the bullpen, or at least as of late. Uh, would you like to register your complaints about that and not celebrate Grandal coming? By the way, it's a nine-game lead, technically. Uh, the Indians are nine back at 63-62 and 62 to the White Sox, 74-55. and 55, First place in the AL Central record. Go ahead and complain about the bullpen and how they should have gotten Brad Hand. <laughs> Well, uh, first of all, I will say the positive first, you know, with, as you said, and as I said on, on my fine Twitter earlier, um, you know, it took the White Sox until the end of August to get full strength. And they are at 74 and 55, nine games up on the, on the Indians, which is incredibly impressive. But again, I'm going to reiterate, the bullpen is a concern. I won't even mention my buddy Brad Hand, who, by the way, might be listening if I send him this. So we got to keep cool about Brad. He's now a friend of mine. So let's go. Um, but the Sox absolutely could have used another lefty. Bummer is terribly inconsistent. Crochet is terribly inconsistent. There's something wrong with Crochet. I am, I am highly convinced there is. Kopech, King's buddies uh, with, you know, Kopech has been terribly struggling lately. You know, he might need a 10-day, you know, IL stint like Rodon had. It's, it is a concern. Kimbrell, we're going to compare his stats next week, but he has not been good. He was good yesterday, but again terribly inconsistent this bullpen makes me very nervous one day they're on one day they're off and when they're off they implode very badly king let's go to you for everything that is positive the white Sox averaging just under five runs per game in august it's been beautiful Uh, let's not let's not even talk about the fact that they have scored two or less now seven times and are one and six in those games so you know some might say that the, the offense right now is a little bit inconsistent but you wouldn't say that right no, I, I, I look at a I look at a lineup that has TA seven and then Robert. I mean, just look at that. Now Grandal's back in. You tell me one team in the American or National League that wants to play against that lineup and then bat against those pitchers. And I don't I won't say this often, Mark, but when Eloy and Robert and Grandal got hurt, I foreshadowed exactly what would happen at this part of the season. You did? I did. That they would all be back, that they would all be fresh, that we would have one of the toughest lineups in the American League and in the in Major League Baseball, and that we would go on hey. into late September and October to win the World Series hey, King? and bring the hardware home. I, I don't and I stand by that prediction, Mark. Uh, okay. I okay. stand by that prediction and we're just at the beginning of what is destiny. Okay. I, I hope you're right, King. Now I want to ask you a question. What is hurry your up, Mark hurry up, Mark, because I want to touch on something that King uh, that King just said. That what? is important. No, Go ahead. You know, no, Courtney, 
you you uh, my question will stand after your rebuttal so go ahead my rebuttal is this where i i agree with king that the team isn't playing great like i said without having their full lineup in there but the truth of the matter is yankees have now won 12 in a row um tampa's not going anywhere houston's not going anywhere and now seattle is creeping up and all of a sudden you're looking at the standings and every team that's in first place in their respective division has a better record than the Sox. That's the truth. And a lot of these teams are going to have to win right through the playoffs where the Sox have got just been kind of sitting idle for a little bit, resting guys here and there, you know, having this large lead. You can't just switch the light on come October where a lot of these teams have been playing competitive baseball for the last six weeks. Can't just flip the switch. So there is a concern there. That's all I'm going to say. So... King, what's your favorite offensive statistic? I'll give you some to choose from. Uh, home runs, runs, period, uh, OPS, batting average. Any of those, anything stick out to you? Wins. Win- W's. I knew W's. going to say that. Okay, so, well, if we go by wins right now, you, you, you know where the White Sox rank, correct? I do know where the White Sox rank, Mark. Okay, I mean, I actually have to look it up right now. Tampa is 79-48, and 48, right? That would be number one. The Yankees have one more win than the Sox. The Astros have one more win than the Sox. The Brewers uh, are ahead of the White Sox. And the San Francisco Giants, Chris Bryant's playing great baseball. You guys didn't want Chris Bryant. That's funny. Uh, have uh, have a better record than the White Sox, and so do the Dodgers. So, Excuse me, Mark. Mark, yeah. I want to I want to hit on that because that's that's just a dumb comment. We didn't want Chris Bryant, and we had every reason not to want Chris Bryant. He's a perfect fit for that San Francisco team. I know that San Francisco team is the perfect fit. He would not have fit well with the Sox. That is a fact. Really? Hey, Mark, Mark I have one question. Let's not let's let Chris Bryant be in San Francisco. And I, hope, who's, I, hope he, I hope he does well. No, let's not go there. No, 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 no. We're going there. Stay in the White Sox. I want to. I want to. No, I want to. Okay. Go ahead. I want to socialize a concept with you, Mark. So, Do you know the concept of of sunk cost. Do you understand what the what, what the concept of sunk cost is? Yes, I think I do, King. Continue. Okay. So the the concept of sunk cost is everything in the past doesn't matter. It's all here forward. That's not the concept of sunk cost. It is. No, it, is. it isn't. No, it, it isn't. Is. Mark, <laughs> it's absolutely not I, the concept of sunk cost. Sunk cost means that you invested in something that sucks and you should punt. That's got not, nothing to do with past performance. It's not it, indicating it, what's going to happen it, in the future. Sunk cost means that you make your decisions on here forward and not the past. It could be great or it could be poor, but you look at what the promise is here forward. So every all those records that you said that were better than the White Sox, it's all sunk cost. I will take the White Sox lineup here forward over any of those that you just proclaimed as better than them. Uh, okay. And I do that because they are full strength. Do we have some challenges in the bullpen in consistency? Yes. I will still take the White Sox here forward as the best team in Major League Baseball. 
I don't care about 12 uh, game winning yeah. streaks. I don't uh, care I'm, about records to date. I care about lineup that takes the field each and every day. And I will take the Chicago White Sox. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think we might have to title this podcast sunk cost. Cause that is just <laughs> one of the, one of the more bizarre uses of sunk cost in the history of podcasts. It happens to be accurate. It Mark. doesn't, ha- it's not accurate. It's not, it n- none of that is accurate. Mark, I it, have an MBA in business. (laughs) I know what sunk cost is. I've written papers on it. I'm sorry that you are a fantastic announcer. You did a wonderful job on the 21st and the first on the pre and post game on NBC TV on sports. Congratulations. But you do not know the concept of sunk cost. I do. Uh, And again, I will go back to, I will take the Chicago White Sox lineup here forward over anyone else. Okay, please please tweet at me uh, and I'll relay it to the king who doesn't do social media what sunk cost is and how this is the most bizarre usage of sunk cost. If you are saying that the White Sox, because they are getting back healthy and guys are getting into the rhythm that their performance uh, is going to be upgraded from where it was, I think that's a fair take. Uh, however, I'm just—I just think it's worth noting. Mo, what's your what's your most? Uh, if you were going to point to one offensive statistic to gauge success, what would you use? I'm for a team. School, I would probably go with with batting average, okay. uh, but I know that's not okay. No, popular. My my thing with with this whole debate, you guys are talking about records. To me, it's going to come down to what team gets hot in the playoffs. I think every team has strengths. Every team has weaknesses. The Sox are capable of being, I agree with King. We have, we have, this is the team. If they're healthy, they can win it all. If they're not playing well, come the playoffs. I don't care what their record was in the regular season. If they're not playing well, come, you know, whatever playoff series or the world series, they're not going to win. I mean, it would be the same with the Rays. If the Rays aren't playing well for a week in October, they're not going to win either. Not to overstate the obvious. what, what, What team would you take over this team right now? Healthy, the healthy White Sox. Is there a no, team? I, I love this team, King. I'm just saying, like, we've seen, we haven't seen this team in full, but with the exception of Grandal for the last, you know, several weeks, we've seen this team. And every team has, you know, Courtney's pointed out the, the bullpen, which has been shaky. Uh, I think one of the things which is, I was looking at earlier in the week and watching some of the games is our, our catching, even with Savala, who's supposed to be a strong defensive catcher, our catching, even with Grandal, has been shaky. And, you know, some of the problems this week, I think, were because the pitchers, you know, Kimbrell in particular, I don't know if he had confidence that he could throw the pitch he want, wanted to get the third strike. And, and I think that comes into play. Hopefully, Grandal back there helps with that. But uh, if the Sox are playing well, I think they, they have a very good shot of winning it all. Listen, I, I think that all of us on this podcast believe that if the White Sox play great baseball, they could absolutely win the whole thing. And I think that all of us on this podcast, minus the King, a.k.a. Southpaw, uh, thinks that they could go out in the first round. I mean, it's the baseball playoffs. I I think if you objectively look at this who's the best team in baseball right now and who's logically who you would put your money on to win it all, the number one pick is not going to be the White Sox. And that's totally fine. That doesn't mean they're not going to win it. But I still think you would bet on more likely the Dodgers, maybe um, the Rays and, and the Astros over the Sox at this point. That doesn't mean they can't win it, King. I just think logically that that makes the most sense to me. Does anybody of the uh, non-Southpaw pom-pom variety on this podcast disagree with me on that 
Well, first of all, just for the record, as you guys all know, I was in Vegas this week. And as you know, Mark, as you saw, I did put money on the White Sox to win the World Series. With that being said, there are, you know, everyone, again, wants to overlook the Giants. It's just fine. They've been the best team in baseball for months. They're a team that pitches really well, probably a little bit better than the Sox. And they're a team that plays really good defense. That would be a team that secretly scares me a little bit if the Sox play them in the World Series, which would be a great problem to have. With that being said, the way the Yankees are playing right now, that's a scary team. And we saw how the Sox played against them in those two series. And again, I never overlook, overshadow the Astros because that's a professional baseball team. So those are the two teams right now that I would be afraid to face. And with the way the White Sox are playing, they may have to go out on the road, which not great, not a great way to start. For, so, yeah. For the record, the Dodgers right now are plus two ninety. The Astros. I know what they are, Mark. Mark, I know what I, they are. I, I, I did Cor- all this Cor- research. Cor- I know what they are. Courtney, Mark, as, as Ron Burgundy would say, I agree to disagree. Okay, just hold on, Courtney. This podcast is for the listeners, not for you. I don't think all of our listeners know that. Uh, what the odds are. So I'm just doing it for that. I know that you know, Courtney, you you're on top of everything. I follow you on Twitter. There's nothing that you're not covering. And that's why you're on this podcast. Cause you're a superstar. The Dodgers are plus two ninety. just for the record, for those who aren't following as closely along, the Astros are plus four twenty five. The white Sox are plus six fifty. So six and a half to one. And the third team, according to Vegas to likely to win it all. What odds did you get Courtney, by the way? You know, it's right in front of me, actually. Hang on one second. We are looking at plus 750. Plus 750. So you actually got yeah. better odds than what I'm looking at right here. The Bru- and, and the Giants are plus 350. I also put money on them to win the NL pennant. So plus 350 for the Giants. For the pennant. For the pennant. Okay, yeah. okay. They're, they're plus 900 to win the World Series here. The Yankees are plus 850. The Brewers are plus eight eight and a quarter. Mo, who are you putting your money on if you had to bet your entire fortune right now on a World Series team? I I could never do that. <laughs> That's not... I, I'm cheering for the Sox. I would never not want to cheer for them. So, but I, I'm not betting the house on anybody. There, there's, no, 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 this year, especially, a lot can happen. The Yankees are playing great. Three weeks ago, they were probably written off. Right, the Red Sox were going to win that division, and now the Yankees catch fire. It's going to come down to who's playing the best. And I think you kind of hit on this. The Sox are kind of in this co- or Courtney did coasting at this point a little bit and just trying to manage, you know, injuries and playing time and everything else, it'll be interesting, you know, can they ramp it up the next, you know, the last two or three weeks of September and and get in a good spot and and be ready to roll come October. Remind me, have we, and King, I know you have an agree to disagree that's coming up right now, so I'm looking forward to hearing that, but just remind me, have we discussed the Larusa Kimbrel moment on the mound, or was that was was that before or after I went on vacation? Well, it was a, it was after it, he he already admitted to making a mistake for God's sakes. Let it move on. Let move on. He apologized. Kimbrel accepted the apology. Come on, Mark. Have you ever made a mistake? Uh, okay, I, I, I all I was asking is if we he shouldn't discussed have taken it. him out. He shouldn't have taken him out. What do you want to do? Should we tire and feather him, or should we? Burn him in effigy, or should we quarter him? I think. What do you want to do? Choose uh, one. Choose one. What I, what I would like to do is have a a discussion, an open discussion with open hearts and open minds, of what we're seeing the way Tony is managing late in the game right now. This version of Tony Larusa, because if we 
go through sunk costs the way King defined it. Nothing that he's done in the past matters. It's only what's going on uh, in the future. So I'm saying the past is, you know, back in his Cardinals and A's days, and the future is is right now. Uh, let's just go around the horn here. Grades of Tony late in games and his decisions. Courtney, you want to go first? Um, I will give him about a B. Um, I think it was probably about a D in the beginning of the year. I think it's improved. His bullpen management has been a little shaky. Um, but I will, you know, give him a little bit of credit to, to King's point. He does take accountability for his mistakes, which I respect. With that being said, again, I worry about what's going to happen in October with some of these decisions. The bullpen I'm already nervous about, and we just can't have any hiccups out there. That, to me, bullpen is still how you win a lot of games. So let's hope that that continues. King, what's your Tony grade? A+. plus. <laughs> A+, plus and getting better. Okay, Mo. Mo. Uh, I'm going I'm to take the under on that one. No, I was thinking the B also. Um, he's had some things where you question, you know, taking Kimbrell out is, is the most recent. Listen, that became a thing because, again, if our offense, to King's point, if they're the best lineup in baseball, we need to score runs. If we're scoring runs, the margin for error isn't one run every game. It's four or five, six. I, I think we're fine. We have to – our offense has to produce. Our defense has to play well. And then there's less pressure on the bullpen. I just think it's been interesting with Tony as of late. Hendricks in the eighth. Where was Kimbrell that night? I didn't get it. Um, here's, here's one thing, though, that we don't know, right? And it's easy. It's not an excuse for Tony, but, you know, he has he has new toys, right? Kimbrell's a new toy. He's figuring out how to use them. And some of the decisions, is it to see what, what they're capable of? He's used Hendricks before for two innings. I'm not completely surprised by that. Um, and he may have decided he was going to let Hendricks go full on that game, and then, you know, he has got Kimbrough for the next game. Uh, we don't know the motivation behind it. We may disagree with it. We may agree with it, but, but we don't know his way of thinking. The games in August, with the exception of the home field advantage, really don't matter that much. So, and I think it's a great point. Like, I, I really do think that he's both trying to empower his players, which is why the Kimbrough thing he – walked himself back and apologized because he realized that Craig was not thrilled and he doesn't want to lose his player. And he, I think self-reflected and realized that it wasn't great. One thing I don't know. And I'd love your court. Not that I don't want to hear King's opinion, but, but Courtney's thoughts, I thought he pulled Kopech out early uh, this week. Also for a young pitcher, I thought he yanked him pretty quickly. He gave up two singles, but they weren't, you know, something where it was like, Oh my God, I got to get him out of there. And, And he did. And, you know, King has pointed out Kopech's, you know, maybe mindset isn't the greatest. He's a young kid. He hasn't pitched a lot. He's, he's pitching out of the bullpen, which is new to him. He's pitching late in the game, which is new to him. I, I kind of thought that was maybe not the best way of handling him. I, Courtney, I, what do you think? I, I would agree with you. Um, I do want to quickly touch on the Kimbrell Hendricks thing, because I think we're maybe missing a little bit of a factor that could be playing in with maybe the way these guys are producing as of late. You know, Kimbrell was closing, obviously, in the ninth inning. Hendricks was the main dog for the Sox throughout, you know, pretty much the first half. They probably, knowing these two guys and, you know, their egos, which is just a natural thing with athletes, Kimbrell probably isn't thrilled that he's no longer a closer. And Hendricks probably isn't thrilled that they acquired Kimbrell to begin with. So there could be some weird mental stuff going on between those two. 
that maybe is not really being discussed and that could be affecting their performance. So, oh my God. Hold on. Okay. Take, take a deep Wait. breath. King, take a deep breath just for a second. Oh, my God. Take a deep, I'm, I'm, take oh, a deep breath. Okay. Deep breath. I'm breathing. Thank I'm breathing. you very much. Well, it's uh, like Lamont's. I'm ready to have a baby. Go. Good, good, go good. Ahead. So here, let me just go. To most Lamont or Lamaz? Whatever it is, I'm breathing. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, the sunk cost. Uh, yeah. in, the, in, the Tor- in the Toronto game that you're talking about on Tuesday, he pitches a third of an inning, gives up two hits, gets taken out. Now, I, is it coincidence that the next outing along on the mental game here that he comes out and gets blasted on, on Thursday, giving up you know five runs and actually got credit for, I think, didn't, didn't he get the win in the Blue Jay game? Um, or at least a game no. that he, he did not. Okay, regardless, the, uh, giving up. You're sure? Hold on, I'm pulling. They were winning big because Courtney was freaking out on Twitter, rightfully so. Because okay. We had a, okay. He did not. Rodon got the win. Yeah, no, you're right. You're win. right. You're right. That's yeah. my fault. Okay. Uh, at least pitched in a game, th- giving up five runs a- out of the bullpen, and the team won, which was an anomaly. But I do, you know, was was that any part of his his performance on Thursday related to getting pulled on Tuesday we'll never know Kopech probably doesn't know Tony doesn't know but I think it is interesting that it went that way rewinding back King you actually made this point and you can jump in here but you were screaming that you didn't want Kimbrel because you wanted a reliever and to Courtney's point you're putting a guy in a role that he doesn't really want to be in He'd much rather be closing games. There's no okay. question about that. So maybe, m- maybe yeah. King, you might have been right that I'm most, of the, I'm, most of the time I am right, but that's beside the point. Here is, can you imagine this? All right, take a deep breath. Can you imagine an environment, a locker room, so copacetic, not copac, but copacetic, that Tony gets the pitchers together and says, guys. We're 11 and a half up, and all that matters is the playoffs. So I have a ton of experience, three World Series, and I, what I want to do the rest of the year is experiment. Are you guys okay with me doing things that may seem unconventional and may piss you off? And if it does, come in my office and talk about it. But what I'm doing is experimenting. So that when we go into the playoffs, we are our best selves. So that we put ourselves in the best position to get my fourth World Series championship. And for many of you, your first. So that you can strut out of here as a team and not as an individual, as World Series champions yeah and we'll hand the ring to jerry reinsdorf and we'll all feel so good about it and then we'll all but can you imagine that mark courtney no i cannot i cannot why not because that's a true leader because a true leader is not going to ask for permission from his guys to do and ask for permission he told him what he was going to do he informed him of the strategy ah ah uh, anybody else reacting in a way that uh, this is not high school? I don't know. I don't think that's how it went down, King. I don't think that that's that's happening. How do you know, Mark? Are you in that? I just I don't. I I don't know. I and, and I, I'm assuming you do not either. I'm assuming you're not in the locker room these days, King. I'm assuming from the comments Hendricks made when they brought on Kimbrel that I might have been wrong in that Kimbo was a closer. The excitement in his comments 
was a hint that someone had talked to him, unlike the situation in Green Bay and with Aaron Rodgers, that someone (laughs) in management actually included the players in the strategy and they agreed to it and are excited about a one plus one equals three or four. I'm, I'm hoping, yes, Mark, I don't know, but I'm thinking by the things said and equally what Kimbrell said around pitching the eighth versus the ninth that he didn't give a damn as long as they won the game, that they had talked to these people prior to making those moves. Just to just so I have full clarity here, does anybody understanding what's coming out of the of the mouth of the king right now? I, w- I want to know if anybody's on the wavelength because I I feel I, I feel lost. I, I, do, I actually do, and I, I don't necessarily disagree with him, but I do know the ego and the mentality of professional athletes. And Hendricks, who enjoys being the big dog out in the ninth inning, and then Kimbrel comes in and he enjoys being the ninth the big the big dog in the ninth inning. I don't know. I mean, that's that's a little bit of a weird combination there. And you saw how Kimbrel, when he gets a chance to close, he's a different pitcher. So it's it's a little bit of a weird situation that I think does need to be discussed. So, now, King does have a point that maybe maybe management did sit down with Hendricks and say, OK, we have a shot to get Kimbrel. How do you feel about this? Maybe Hendricks was truthful. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. But. It's a little bit of a weird combination. Let's be honest. We really have two closers in the bullpen right now. It's weird. I see no discourse. Do you see any signs of discourse? I hear somebody playing a guitar and uh, and many of the players singing Kumbaya. It's interesting (laughs) that you would bring up the guitar because at Camp Nabagamon, there was such great guitar playing late in the evening. It was so peaceful. We are my guy... uh, Someone's winning, my lord, kumbaya. It wasn't that, but Someone's we... Someone's pitching, my lord, kumbaya. We, we had a, I'm looking the through you on the 12th string. my lord, kumbaya. Shh. Oh, lord, we just lost all of our kumbaya. There you go. Very nice piece at, at, at the Windy. But, well, Mark, I, I think, yeah. I think to, to King's point and Courtney's point, I'd like to think that there was conversations with both guys in terms of their roles i think there probably is some semblance of ego but if you're kimbrell would you rather be closing out games for the cubs and meaningless games or would you rather be pitching the eighth for a world series contender for this year i would like to think it's not an issue they may not love it but more next year is he going to be fine with that role if that's his role i just think there needs to be communication in terms of here's what we're looking for you to do you're the eighth you're the ninth and, and then they're, you know, professionals that they have to do it. I'm not convinced Kimbrell's, you know, less than stellar performances are tied to him pitching the eighth versus the ninth. Um, he was, I think you said he was near perfect when he was with the Cubs. That's tough to do for a full season, especially for a closer. So you throw him out there in the eighth, gives up some hits. You know, I, I'm not convinced it's tied to the eighth as much as just sort of uh, the, the natural order of things in baseball level of one to 10, as we wrap up here. And I think Mo, you made some solid points there. Level of one to 10. No Courtney's tweets. No, you no, no. Drop the ball again. Don't, don't thank you for bringing that up. Don't, Cause I, don't go there. Cause, cause I liked about a thousand of them uh, in the last couple of days. 
Love you. You're already on the list, Mark. We're not bringing her to, no. to, to Iowa. I don't think you want to. Yeah, that was. On that. I, 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 I was just about to say. I've, I haven't heard anything about that. Um, let me <laughs> let me get to Courtney's tweets in just one second as we go around the horn here. How much will you enjoy sweeping the Cubs this weekend? Level of one to ten, Courtney. I mean, level of twenty, obviously. I mean, it's <laughs> they should absolutely kill them, but. No, Baseball's no, no. funny, though. Baseball's funny, but obviously I, I fully, fully expect the Sox to come out and kick ass. Right, but how much will you enjoy like beating up on like the little sisters of the poor? It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't diminish it at all because they're both not competitive right now for you. It's, it's equal. Is that what I'm hearing? No, I mean, I just I don't really care about the Cubs anymore. You know, to me, it's thinking about October and thinking about getting a good position for the playoffs and doing what we need to do to win. I don't really care about the Cubs. I mean, I'll be there Sunday. Um, it'll be fine, but I'm, I'm trying to look past the series. I don't really care about it. So, so this weekend means very little to you is what you're saying. Oh God. Yeah, okay. absolutely. I mean, do I don't want them to get swept just because I don't want them to get swept, but I don't, I don't really care about the cups at this point. So if they lose a the game, it won't bother you, whatever. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. King level of one to 10. Go ahead. Non-event. Don't care. Non-event. Don't, don't care. care. Wow. I think, wow. I think we'll- I think we'll win three, but if we don't, don't care. Not way beyond that. Come yeah, on. Yeah, right. Let's, they're just, you know, they're like this pathetic little thing. Who cares? I, I get it. I don't. Yeah, it, no, it's, I got it's, it. I feel sorry for him. Mo, See you later. I, I don't know if I believe the King right now, but I think he's just wants to be superior to the Cubs, which is a great take too. Uh, Mo, how much will it, will you enjoy uh, a sweep this weekend? One to 10. I have to admit, I'm right there with them. Like it's a non-event. As non-event. Long as we, wow. We get, we get geared up for the rest of the the season. I'm I'm fine. I mean, if we lose three, I'm going to be questioning why we lost three to the little sisters of of the Cubs. But um, I'm not that geared up for it, to be honest with you. Okay, Let, let's leave it at that. Let's go to Courtney's tweets, uh, and I've got some good ones here. All right, let's start on August the 19th when Courtney tweeted. As soon as I've gotten kind of, very kind of used to Eloy Jimenez in left field and almost liking him out there, he disappoints me. And then the kicker, why I liked it, like most men. Had <laughs> 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 to just, just take a shot at the whole gender king. Can you believe it? And then August 22nd, as Courtney meanders her way through Las Vegas going, doing God knows what, the bartender at the hotel already referred to me as, quote, young lady and checked my ID. This trip is already off to a roaring start. Uh, so, shockingly, Courtney was at the bar five seconds after she landed, uh, which, I, which I thought was standard and uh, probably impressive all at the same time. Here we go. August 23rd, next day. Maybe she never stopped her activities on August 22nd. Always funny when both my parents, separately, in parentheses, can tell on the phone when I've been day drinking, literally the second I call. So there's Courtney willingly getting drunk in the middle of the day and calling her parents. Don't you? You got to love her. I think, Mark, before we go forward, I think most of these are a product of getting stung on the field of dreams in both. <laughs> no, I would I, agree. Yeah, I had to yeah. let loose. I had to let some steam off. Just the drinking, the the hating of men. I and you know, I just think a lot of it is a result of, and not right, right. too cool. No. But this, it's just a lot of hurt 
right. and a lot of disappointment around the field of dreams. And I can completely understand, and I support Courtney in that. Right. Let's do the Courtney, last. Courtney, were you going for the Nick Cage leaving Las Vegas there? That you were that depressed about not going to with Mark to, to Iowa? I, I, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. The tweet about men disappointing me, and then my Vegas tweets were like three days apart. So, I mean, you guys do the, figure it out. I mean, it was bad. Bad yeah. situation. Yeah. Uh, there's the last one. August 24th. Total taxi cab confessions in this cab I'm currently in right now. I'd love to record it, but it's almost even too raunchy and bold for me. Driver doesn't give a F. Okay. I believe that's, yeah, we can just keep it uh, slightly PC here. Uh, what, what was going on in that cab there, Courtney? Yeah, it was. I- <laughs> What's our what's our rating on the Windy City? Do we have an M rating, mature rating? Because I don't know. But um, yeah, as soon as I got into the cab, the guy was very impressed by uh, my appearance and was like, "I finally got a hot babe in my car after picking up all these old white men." And then he starts kind of telling me all the sexual endeavors he's had with white women, and I'm like, "Oh boy, all right." I'm thank God we're going right down the strip because. Yikes. And then, of course, he proceeds to tell me that he also gives massages on the side and handed me his business card. Tim Anderson leading it off. First pitch swing and a drive out into right. Well hit. It's going to go. One pitch, one run. Sox lead, one zip. One in, one on for the left fielder, Aloy Jimenez. A swing and a drive well hit out to center field. Ortega's back, still in chase mode, and he looks up and it's gone. 3-0 White Sox. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. You can bet your sweet bippy somebody on that team is going to get drilled. The Cubs. Hard-throwing 25-year-old right-hander and former Cub property, Dylan Cease. The kick and the 0-2. Called strike three. Three consecutive sliders. And Duffy out for looking. Did, yes. did, she re- did she remind you of, of me? Was that it? Was that the reason why? The concept of sunk costs is everything in the past doesn't matter. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 